Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 and Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, 49ers fans? Welcome to the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host as always, and I, man, I'm a little, I'm a little bit more excited today than normally. Uh, family put up, spent the morning put up Christmas decorations, which uh, Christmas isn't really my thing, but whatever. Lots of coffee <laughs> and college football. I uh, just got finished watching that Baylor game, which was incredible. Um, we've got some more college football on throughout the day, but uh, let, let's make no mistake here. This weekend, even though it's you know championship Sunday for all the college you know divisions and whatever else, I, I don't really care about that. This is all about the NFL and the 49ers. It, who have this wonderful, not not like monumental task ahead of them, but this is a significant marker in the paradigm shift that is the NFC West. And the Seattle Seahawks have had our number. And we're going to get through the history of this. We're going to listen to Kittle. Uh, we've got, we're going to listen to a lot of people. This is going to be a long, fun episode. We put a lot of time in here. Shout out to Juan Salas, who crushed it this week. Dude's just the best there is. And, man, we're going through everything, predictions, bets of the week, um, where Seattle is, where they're good on offense, where they're bad on defense, all these different things, and what the 49ers have to do to take advantage of this. Because, again, I I don't care about the Seahawks. I I do, and we we put our due diligence in so that you can fully understand what it is they're good at and bad at and all those things. But this is all about the 49ers. This is your opportunity, right, to go and change the guard. Now, the 49ers aren't the best in the NFC West, but you have the opportunity 
to dethrone the reigning whatever. Go get them. This is it. You can put them out of their misery. Old Yeller style. It's time to take them to the back and finish it off. That, that That's a terrible... I, old Yeller makes me cry. Shit is, <laughs> I like dogs more than people. Hopefully, I'm not the only one. What's up, Luke? He says, stay faithful. Love all the hashtag CCs out there. Um, this is awesome. And it, it's, it's really, really cool seeing just the community come together because this week is huge. I know we said last week was huge and you took care of business. And the 49ers are in the playoff spot. They're in the playoff seating right now. So what do you got to do? Playoff teams take care of business against non-playoff teams. And the Seattle Seahawks are very far from a non-playoff team. In fact, they have the second worst record in the entire NFC. The only team that's worse than them is the Detroit Lions. Hashtag Don Burr. Um, they're 3-8. and eight. They're a very bad team. Now, their wins this year, okay, let, let's go through these. Their signature win this year was week one and week four. They beat the Colts week one by 12, which was, the, that's a big win. Whenever you look at the stand today, they beat the 49ers, us, week four by seven. And then they beat the Jaguars by 24. That's it. Those are their three wins. Now their losses, take a deep breath. They lost the Titans by three in overtime. Lost the Vikings by 13. Rams by nine. Steelers by three in overtime again. Saints by three. They got shut out versus the Packers. 17-0, got skunked. Cardinals by 10, and they just lost to the Washington football team, 17-15, last week. That was the most recent game. Now, what's interesting, they only had, they only had 34 yards rushing, um, and the score was way worse than what you think it's going to be. And so it's easy to look at this game from the outside, look at it, and say, oh, Seattle's done, they're over, they're a bad football team. Uh, not so fast, my friends. Listen to Kyle Shedhead, and I think... Any opportunity, you know, I got this question asked a handful of times. Do you think the 49ers are going to overlook Seattle? Nope. Not even a little bit. And we'll get into why. Listen to Kyle Shedahan and the message that not only he brought forth to the fan base, but to his team. Yeah, I feel it always the same. I mean, they got really good players. They got Russell. I mean, you never know what's going to happen with those guys. And I mean, I know they're struggling statistically, but I mean, I feel like it's it's just a difference in a few first downs in the game. I mean, I, it's, I don't know what they've always been on third down. Um but I bet you the difference between now, which they're struggling, and what they've normally been, it's only about three or three first downs. And when you get those three first downs in a game, that's a lot more plays and a lot different stuff that Russell ends up doing. Um, you know, where you have Carson or you got their healthy backs, and that just gives it instead of being third and three, it might have been a first down on those first two runs. And it's just very small things that can lead to some drastic results. But when you turn on the tape, you see the players, you see the scheme. Um, and I see a really good team that um, is capable of winning every game that they play in. And I, I think a lot of it, too, we've got to talk about Russell Wilson. He's not normal yet. Um, with his injury and the documentary that he, you know, created for Fingergate or whatever you want to call it, um, he's not back to normal. Uh, it's not the superhero Russell Wilson that bells out a very bad football team at the end of every game. And that's just, we're not seeing that. And make no mistake, I, we've been on this. I think it was the Jason Aponte episode earlier this year where we both, like, I, I've been saying since the start, this is the worst Seattle Seahawks team we've seen in a decade roster-wise. And Russell Wilson has covered up a lot of those errors and kind of gross incompetences with the roster building. They haven't drafted well. You look at their first-round picks, they're they're atrocious. People want to complain about, like, John Lynch drafts. Look at John Schneider drafts. <laughs> they're 
way worse. LJ Collier, Rashad Penny, their linebacker Jordan Brooks, who's probably the best of the bunch, but still just yuck. They're they're not they're not a good they're not a good team. They're not a good roster. They've got a couple studs and they stack on each other. And what I mean by that is the quarterback's great, the wide receivers are great. They've got a really good safety, and it's not the safety you think it is. It's not Jamal Adams. It's Quandre Diggs. That's a good safety. Like, the other one, Jamal Adams, man, he's a liability in coverage. Um, like, he's not that good. And one of the worst trades of all time in NFL franchise history, not franchise, NFL history, period, it's going to be this Jamal Adams trade. It's really, really bad. It's going to end uh, their coaching staff. I'm telling you right now, this, this is the last year of Pete Carroll. It's it. I'm, I'm telling you. you I'm going to get Juan to cut this clip. And date it. Here we go. 12-4-21. This is it. Russell Wilson, I'd probably put it at 50-50 chance he's gone as well. It's just nothing to build around. He wanted out last year. It's it's over. It's just that now. So what you have to do, <laughs> you gotta finish it, right? They're done. Kick them down. You gotta finish it. It's over. You you gotta put them out of their misery. Philip, what's up, man? Thank you for the uh gift. He says, please compare. Yards after contact with Mitchell and Wilson, compare their styles. Completely different, okay? First off, if you look at Elijah Mitchell, who's incredible, and I love this kid. He, he's great. Kyle Shanahan came out last week and said, Elijah Mitchell's greatest asset and or trait is his vision, okay? Now you look at what Wilson does. Wilson is a tough um, compact, not speedster like Mitchell, kind of thoroughbred. And what I mean by that is he's just built different. Like, dude probably should have been a linebacker if he had more height. Like, he's he's thicker, and he runs more powerful. Uh, whereas Mitchell's more of a speed guy with vision, even though he still packs a little bit of a punch. Um, Mitchell wears down defenders, and he even talked about that at his press conference this week, how he can feel them getting tired. Whereas Wilson just runs straight through their soul. That's his goal. So the long play, the explosive plays between the two, Phillip, are night and day difference. Wilson's going to get one to two yards more than what you block for him. But he's always falling forward. Um, I'm sorry, Wilson. Yeah, Wilson's going to get one to two yards more per block. That's it, per run. Whereas Mitchell gets those explosives in there. So he's going to get what you block for him, but he's going to get probably four to five runs a game where he breaks it. And so that's where he gets into those, you know, 12 to 20 yard runs, which you're just not going to get with Jeff Wilson Jr. So it's different. Um, and again, Jeff Wilson Jr., undrafted free agent, right? Elijah Mitchell, what was he, seventh round pick? Like, oh, sixth round pick, sorry. Sixth round pick. So neither one of these guys are like elite, top of the tier running back talent. But in Kyle Shanahan's system, he has found a way to 100% maximize what it is they bring to the table. And that's why Elijah Mitchell is about to be, after this week, he will lead all rookie running backs. He's going to pass Najee Harris for most rushing yards uh, out of this rookie running back draft class, despite being, I think, what was he, like the 15th or 16th running back drafted? Um, and he's got it. And he's going to hold on to this job for a long time. I believe that. Now, let's talk about their injuries, okay? Seattle's actually one of the most healthy franchises in the NFL currently when you just look at injuries. Now, doubtful, their second-best offensive lineman guard, Damian Lewis. Um, he's probably going to be out. Now, here's the issue. 
who's going to be his backup? Last week, they put Kyle Fuller in there, who it was his first start since 2018. And this guy, this is guard Kyle Fuller, not the not the uh, cornerback. He allowed six pressures and two quarterback hits against the Washington football team, who has a great defensive line, even without um, you know their top-tier rookie that they got last year. Uh, but th- this team's good. But not on the offensive line. It's just not there. Now, questionable, all their running backs. <laughs> Alex Collins, groin injury. Rashad Pitty, hamstring. Travis Homer, calf. That's why they went and brought in the old man himself, Adrian Peterson. And this kind of made me laugh a little bit. Because Adrian Peterson's one, yeah, his his body of work, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I get all those things. But um, he's not that good anymore. And we saw this with the Tennessee Titans whenever Derrick Henry went down. They brought him in. He averaged three yards per carry, and they cut him after two weeks. And they stayed with two people they picked up off the street off waivers, and they're excelling great. So Adrian Peterson's going from one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in the NFL with the Titans, where he didn't perform well, to the worst run-blocking offensive line in the NFL. And now we expect him to be good. They asked him, like, what's left in your career? And he said championship. Most people don't know this. Adrian Peterson never won a championship. Not at Palestine, Texas. Not at OU. All those great years where he was incredible, he did not win. And definitely not with Detroit. Um, I'm sorry, with the Vikings. He didn't win. He's never won. And which is hilarious, if you think Seattle at 3-8 is going to win a championship, I have some real estate to sell you, some oceanfront property in Arizona that I think you will do very well. So, Adrian Peterson, I'm looking for you to reach out to me. Uh, it's a great financial opportunity. I know you listen to the show. <laughs> Maybe I should read out, reach out to Trent Williams because I know him and AP are like besties. Uh, but you've got to do those things. You've got to say those things. But, eesh, ugh, it, it's bad, man. Like, this is not going to go well. The only thing that could possibly go well is all the injuries on our side, okay? And we do have quite a few. Here's Kyle Shanahan detailing with the latest injury report, uh, just walking through all of them. Um, Maurice Hurst uh, will be out. Trey Sermon out. Greenlaw out. Debo out. Um, Fred Warner doubtful. Um, Marcel's questionable. Um, And that's it. So, our injuries, Debo, Greenlaw, Hurst, they're out. Um, Hurst was supposed to play this week, but he had a setback, which is awful. Um, Trey Sermon's out as well. So, those are the four that are out. Doubtful, Warner. I don't think Warner plays, but there is a little bit of a chance. And I will say this, the fact that he's doubtful now, very promising for next week, which is important. So, my guess is, I think Warner plays next week. So, the fact that we'd only be without him one week is very, very important. Now... If he is out, who is in? It's going to be Aziz. And I love Aziz. He's so fun to watch. We spent most of our time on our Patreon breakdown this week focusing on linebacker play between Aziz and Greenlaw and Warner and just kind of what is good, what is bad, all those things. And Kyle Shanahan was asked this. I thought this was incredible. He kind of went through the history of Aziz all the way back in college and who he is off the field. And I think, you know, one of my favorite axioms if you will as a coach and a player and whoever is that football reveals character it doesn't build it and i think what that mean what, what that means to me is you you show the world who you are in tough situations right people that have had easy lives not that there's anything wrong with that you don't know who you are whenever crap hits the fed right but with disease he's been through a lot on and off the field and whenever you see who somebody is on the field 
or off the field, it usually translates across. And, and hopefully this soundbite kind of helps with that. This is Kyle talking about the history of Aziz with the 49ers. Um, I got an idea of Aziz because um, when Chris Kiffin was here, he had coached him in college. Um, and I remember us watching him in, um, in the college evaluations. And we all liked him, but he had just torn his ACL, so he wasn't going to be ready right away. And that's why we were able to get him undrafted. Um, and I just remember us all evaluating him and talking about his chances of making the team with the torn ACL and everything. And I remember Chris speaking up at the end, um, saying that he promised that kid would make it wherever he goes. Um, just the type of guy he is. You know, I, I, I don't remember exactly his whole story, but I, I know he helped raise his, all his siblings. Um, got a, I think he got custody over a bunch of them. Um, he was... He acted like a man at a very young age, um, even before he got here. And as he was advertised, it's, I've seen it all uh, myself and on and off the field. He's been great. How do you not love that, right? And so when you're in college and you're fighting for custody for your siblings to take care of them because they're in a bad situation, playing football on third and floor isn't a big deal. It puts everything into perspective. And now he has the opportunity to seize his moment, just like the 49ers. Aziz is a microcosm of the 49ers this week. This is his first start at Mike Linebacker calling the defense. And guess what? The NFL is watching. He goes out and balls out, which I think he will. I, shout out to Debbie. She's a big Aziz fan. I see you in there, Debbie. What's up? I love it. If he goes out and does this, he's going to be able to provide for his family financially for the rest of their lives. This is huge. And, you know, I don't like making things about dollar and cents, but whenever we're talking about generational wealth that is acceptable and is out there, this is an undrafted free agent. He's not making life-changing money currently. He's making good money, which is awesome. But if he balls out and can prove to the NFL, hey, I can be that guy. I don't see a reason why he can't. That dude's going to get money. I'm a Niners guy, you know, through and through. But I, I, I believe in people. <laughs> I want Aziz to be successful. I don't care if it's on my team or somebody else's team. This is a human being that needs to be successful, and I want to win above all, right? That, and that's what's beautiful about it. So Aziz is getting his play. And make no mistake, you know, one of the best things you can do when you watch football games is don't watch the ball. And I know the broadcast view kind of narrows in and all that stuff. Don't watch that. When the 49ers are on defense, usually I'm watching Nick Bosa because you can actually see that on the broadcast view. No, watch Aziz this week. That's my charge to all of you. Watch Aziz. And let's see how he answers this because this is incredible what we're getting to see right now. Like, I, I'm, this is such a huge challenge for him. And if he delivers, ah, man, not only is it great for the Niners, it's going to be great for Aziz and his family. And that's what that's, that's beautiful. A real quick question from Luke. Um, he asks, or... Do the Seahawks trade Metcalf to get draft picks and gain players on the online wide receiver to keep Russ? And, and so this is the, the rough one, okay? Russ wants out because he hasn't had O-line, he hasn't had wide receivers, right? Whatever. Well, if you trade DK, Russ isn't going to be happy. And Russ is old. Typically, you stay with the quarterback. That's the most valuable piece as always. But I don't think that's what happens in this situation. I think you, a new quarter, you get new coach, new coordinators, new GM. You unload. I think you build around DK because he's young and a stud and he's cheap. I think Russell's time to go. I mean that his cap hit. Everybody wants like he's better than Jimmy. Everybody understands that, but his cap hit's gigantic. I think it's the biggest in the NFL. 
Um, so personally, I think they'll move on from Russ. I doubt they bring in a new GM and head coach and keep Russ. Maybe if it's like an offensive play caller like Joe Brady or something, uh, then perhaps. But still, I'm like, nah, I don't know. I don't see that. Jason, what's up, Jason? Uh, Jason's one of the best human beings ever. Got to hang out with him up in Chicago. What's up, Jason? Uh, he says, I predict a Kittle game plan from Kyle. Seven catches, 86 yards, one touchdown, and, of course, three pancakes. Uh, thanks for grinding for the $40, my friend. Thank you, Jason. I also, once we get to our predictions, uh, I'll jump down now just because I, I want to kind of jump off of what you're talking about. I have Kittle getting eight targets this week. Compared to last week, he only had two, right? I, I think this is going to be a very big Kittle game. I am with you there. Uh, Last Second Sports, thank you, man. He says, hit those likes and subscribe, y'all. Yeah, listen to Last Second Sports. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on that notification bell. And here's why you need to turn on that notification bell. What is up, baby? We got another monthly giveaway. So here is what we got going this week. I'm really excited about this. Check out this jersey. None other than Vernon Davis himself, but this one is a little special. Why? Look at that, baby. Right there, autographed with the authentication on there. So this can be yours for free. We do this once a month. Now, I'm trying to step up the giveaway game, especially during the season. So if you want to win this, very simple. Hashtag CC first 90 seconds of any live broadcast you're entered. Go to Twitter account at JL underscore Chapman. You can retweet that giveaway one. That gets you entered again. And of course, Patreon subscribers always entered in every single give uh, giveaway that we do. We do this once a month. So um, now what I'm going to do, and this, this is going to be a little bit different, but I think it's going to be good. I'm going to come up with 10 names from those lists that I just gave you. And over the next week, I'm recording this Tuesday. So between Tuesday to Tuesday, one of the four times I go live, we go live four times a week here, I'm going to give a list of 10 names um, from those previous lists. And the first one of those 10 names to email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com, they get the jersey. So again, countdown crew, turn that alert bell on. That is everything. If you haven't done so yet, you got to turn that alert bell on when we go live so that you can join us. Because again... First person that email, emails me from that 10-person list from Countdown Crew, Twitter, um, and Patreon, you're going to get this free jersey. And again, this is just an extra way to give back to you guys. I don't get paid for this. I don't have a sponsor for this. It's just out of my own pocket saying thank you because you guys are the reason why this podcast still happens. So go on, enter in, and win this freaking jersey. I love it. We're announcing those 10 winners after the game. So whether that's a therapy session, which I don't think it will be, or a celebration live right after the game. Hit that notification bell. Get that day jersey. Everybody that hashtag CC today, you're entered in there. And I'll be putting those names out right after we go live after the game. Uh, now, first, 49ers just announced several roster moves. Uh, we've got some deep ones. Probably won't affect too much. They have promoted linebacker Tyrell Adams to the active roster, right? Just some linebacker depth there. Elevated from the practice squad. Haven't heard this name in a minute. River Craycraft, baby. <laughs> the all-name team. He is back. Also linebacker Justin March. And bad news, Trey Sermon. I told you they were going to do this earlier this week. Trey Sermon placed on the IR, which means he's going to be out at least three weeks, uh, probably more. I doubt he will be activated unless one of the other uh, running backs gets injured. But now we have Hasty back. Hasty's back now. Um, Jamichael Hasty, baby. Hasty season. He's going to be the third down guy. So you'll you'll switch early down work 
between Elijah Mitchell getting the lion's share and maybe Jeff Wilson coming in every third or fourth series, and then you got Jamichael Hasty coming in um, on fourth, uh, third downs, uh, passing situations. Oh, what's up, Benny Mendez? Glad to glad to see you here, man. He says Sammy, his son, came out to remind him that we are live right now. Um, they're putting up Xmas li or Christmas lights. We did the same thing this morning, man. It's that time of the year. Um, that is awesome, man. Really appreciate it. He said Sammy said we need Lance to run some RPOs. That is one thing I would love to see, and especially at a game like this with a division rival, anything you could throw in there that might shake things up a little bit, I would love to see it. I doubt it happens. Uh, but, man, I would really love to see Trey Lance get two to three snaps. I just think, why not throw that wrinkle in there, give those opposing teams something to study for, and you know it's going to be a positive play, but... Ah, Kyle Shanahan, I think they're sticking with Jimmy uh, almost at 100% snap rate. I don't like it, but I think that's what it's going to be. Um, Gunner, thank you for the gift, man. He says, screw Seattle. All my homies hate Seattle. I do too. You know, it's interesting, the most hated franchises for 49ers fans. It used to be the Raiders, right? The Cowboys and then the Seahawks. Um, I don't think the Rams are anywhere close, and I don't even think anybody knows who the Cardinals are, even though they've had our number lately. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, man. Forget those guys. Thanks again, Philip, for the gift, my friend. Now, let's get to this. We talked about the injuries and what we got. Let's look at the history of the matchup and why we hate Seattle so much. Uh, they've had our number. Overall, they lead the 49ers all-time series 29 to 17. We're down 12 games. And all of this has happened in the past 10 years. Um, we own Seattle. It was for the longest time. But listen to George Kittle talk about this and i thought this was hilarious his dad had to remind him of this which is going to be a little extra effort and again keep in mind kittle is about to have the game of all games so get ready for this you know, kind of work your way against that is to win games and this gives us this week's an opportunity for us to you know make it um 16 for 20 and so that's that's what we're going to try to do out there is just win because they've had our number a lot over the you know my career and years before that so we just want to go out there and win this game my dad told me that one. Yeah, he made sure to let me know that one. Just, uh, just give me a little edge. A little, a little edgy. Yeah. It's, I mean, conference games are different. You, you got to go into it. With a, it is a different mindset. Um, like you want to go into every game, you know, angry and ready to win. But division rivals, like they're always tough games. They're never really blowouts. Um, they're always, you know, gritty, grindy, and uh, you just got to really work your tail off. Or otherwise, you're going to get embarrassed. You do not have to tell these players about Seattle and don't, like, fall for whatever. No, no, no. Listen to George Kittle, the heart and soul of this football team. Whenever he wasn't playing, everybody was like, where's the leadership? Where's the leadership? He comes out, starts playing, we go on a win streak. They hate this team as much as we do. Debbie, the Bowman popcorn disrespecter, you Almost let some F-words fly there. I, I get hot thinking about that. One, I don't. I love football. There's, you'll never find somebody that loves football more than me. You won't. They might love it as much as me. But when somebody gets injured, I don't care who it is, it should piss you off. Whether it's your team or an opposing team. And you sure as hell don't dump popcorn on their head as they're being carted off after a freaking dirty-ass play. Like, oh. Whew. And I know that's not representative of all Seattle fans. But it is representative of too many Seattle fans in my head. <laughs> it's not a good fan base. 12's my ass, man. They're about to freaking disappear. I guarantee you this. We're going to see way more red in that stadium than we've ever seen. 
Those 12s, good gosh. Oh, you get me fired up there. Oh, what's up, CG Ruthless? I love it, man. Uh, CG's the best. If you guys haven't uh, subscribed to his channel yet, it's a lot of fun. Uh, man, he brings the energy. If you like, if you like George Kittle, I'm gonna let me. I'm gonna come out and say this: CG Ruthless is the George Kittle of Niners podcast, and I like. I believe that. I've been on the show. He's awesome. Uh, go check his channel out. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> Shot J says, "Man, let the bombs drop for Seattle." He says, "F Seattle." But <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Uh, anyway, all right. I gotta calm down. Relax those shoulders a little bit. Bowman, man, I love Bowman. Has such a special place in my like Niners memory heart. Like, he was just so damn good. And I don't think he ever gets the respect that he deserved. Um, still today, I don't think he does. He's that damn good. Some of the best seasons in linebacker history of the NFL. I think those last two years by Bowman were just, whew, uh, before the injury, were just so damn good. Oh, <laughs> I love this, Guillermo. He says, uh, El, Cha El Chapman, not El Chapo. Um, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, let's see here. Now, let's jump into... The Seattle Seahawks defense, and let's go to the mad scientist here, Mike McDaniel, our offensive coordinator, and why he says the tape doesn't match their record at all. You know, it's funny, you don't, you watch the tape, and the tape doesn't match the record. You know, I don't think there's a person in our, in our building, and there's a player in our locker room that, that would think of this team as a 3-8 and eight football team at all. They they are um, they play hard. They've lost games that were close. Um, I think we can relate to that. And the 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 Seahawks as a team still the, still have their same mantra of the, they do not let anything happen to teams easy. You know, there's a lot of teams that uh, or there's a lot of people saying that the Packers are the best team in the NFL. Well, what was the score with five minutes to go just like two weeks ago? You know, that this is a team that you cannot take lightly, and we sure sure aren't. Um, they've we, it's hard enough to win in this league as it is, but the the three and eight, we we try to keep our brains to the film and what we see and what we prepare for, and it does not look look like that at all. From um, a defensive perspective, they look as tough as ever. Dude, it that's the mentality you have to pitch your players. And when you watch film, he's not wrong. They're a bad football team. They're, they're not a good football team. But it doesn't take much to say, okay, this this isn't the Jaguars, right, who they beat by like 20-plus. Like they're, they're a good football team that has not played well, if that makes sense. And I want to say shout out to all the people going to the game. If you're going to the game, let me know you're going to the game. I see K Mark. He said he's going out to the game. Uh, love it, man. Luke Luna. He says his boy and fiance are attending the visitors section. Man, it's going to be a Niners invasion. And the 49ers always travel. One of the best travel franchises in the league by far. But with Seattle, kind of again, they've been front runner fans. The fan base was almost non-existent before Russell Wilson. And now they're starting to see what it's like whenever things don't always go your way, and it's not easy. Um, I think the 49ers fans are going to be there. I want to see a lot of red out there. I wish I could be there. I want to be there. Um, it was supposed to be a primetime game. It was supposed to be the Sunday night game. So as a teacher, I got to teach Monday. There's no way I could have got back in time. Um, so I couldn't do this one. But again, next year, oh, I'm going to be there. Uh, 49ers rush road trip, baby. Uh, we're, we're going everywhere. Uh, our next trip is here in L.A., 
It's going to be one of the most important games of the year. That last week 18 game versus the Rams. It's going to determine playoff spots, seedings, all those things. Man, I hope you got your tickets already. We're almost sold out. Uh, head to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Get your tickets. We still have discounted hotel rates for another two weeks. You better get in on it. We're staying at the beach. We're throwing a party at Hermosa at Baja Sharkies. It's going to be a blast. We got the whole place reserved just for ourselves. It's going to be a blast. We're going to start on the second floor, and we're going to take over the whole thing, man. It's going to be great. Um, now, let's jump into this defensive ranks. The, Seattle's de the Seattle Seahawks defense. Strengths were pretty hard to come by. I want to be honest. Uh, they're fourth in yards per rush attempt, 3.9. And a lot of those is because they fall behind and teams just run to run out the clock. And so they're not getting huge chunks of yards because they're just killing the clock. Sixth in total points allowed. Almost every game they've played in has been low points. Offense doesn't score much. Defense doesn't give up much. Seventh in passing touchdowns. And eighth in third down percentage at 37%. Now weaknesses. Oh, this is fun and kind of sad. 32nd, remember there's only 32 teams, 32nd total yards, 32nd in rush attempts, everybody runs the ball a lot on them, 31st in passing yards, 30th in sacks, they've been sacked 18 times, 30th in tackle for losses, 35, by the way the 49ers have 61 near the league lead, 29th in red zone percentage, they're giving up 50% when a team gets into the red zone, 50% of the time they score a touchdown, that's awful. And to put this into perspective on the Niners, the Niners have the best red zone touchdown percentage, 77%, in the last five years of the NFL. And we're going against one of the worst in the NFL. And I, I, this is one of my keys to the game. Field goals are cuss words tomorrow. If we attempt a field goal, that is a loss for the 49ers offense. Now, I'm probably overstating a little bit. We need touchdowns. Field goals ain't going to do it. Take advantage of their weakness and your strength. Score in the red zone. Now, we don't have Debo, who's been, what's he got, six touchdowns in the past four weeks. Um, but again, you still got a lot of talent there. 28th in turnovers, 24th in interceptions, 23rd in rusher. I go on and on. They're a bad defense. They don't have good pass rushers. They've got one stud linebacker. And that's literally it, and that's Bobby Wagner. Now, listen to, this is a quick clip. This is the stud rookie, Elijah Mitchell, Talking about Bobby Wagner. Listen to that. I think it's only like nine seconds. If this nine seconds doesn't get you pumped up, I, I don't know what will. Oh, he's aggressive uh, linebacker. Like I say, he, uh, he's been in the game a, a long time now. So, uh, like I say, he's aggressive, but you just got to bring it. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, oh, oh. I love it, man. Yeah, Bobby Warner's great. He's aggressive. One of the best there is. Just got to bring it. Just got to bring it. I don't care. Like, I don't give a damn. I understand he's a rookie. I get that. It's not about Bobby Wagner. It's about me, right? The question was, tell us about Bobby Wagner. Oh, he's great. He's aggressive. I just got to bring it. Like, oh, the calm, cool, collected confidence. You ever, like, you ever, like, go play... Uh, shout out to my boy Dale, right? You play somebody at anything, whether it's like pool or basketball or bowling. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And you ask him like, hey, man, you any good? And you always get that one guy that's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. And then you know right away, like, no, this guy's not good. But then you ever like play against somebody and like, I'm all right. Then it's like, oh, sh- shit. <laughs> like <laughs> this dude's going to mop the floor with it. Like that's just what it is, right? And so there's the cocky like, hey, look at me. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then there's the person just like, yeah, I'm all right. It doesn't matter. That translates. And that's the vibe that you get from Elijah Mitchell the whole time, which he's a six-round rookie. He's already getting vet days in practice, rest days, because he's so pivotal to the 40 hours offense. He gets asked about a future Hall of Fame linebacker and Bobby Wagner. Just got to bring it. Like, oh, oh, man, I, I love that. Like, you feel the the aura, right? Like, it comes across. Go get him, man. Just got to bring it. That, that, that should be the slogan of the 40 yards. Oh, we're just going to bring it. Just calm, cool, collected. Oh, it's so good. All right, now let's talk about... The offense. And we'll start with our defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. And I think this game is on D'Amico as much as anybody. And D'Amico's been very, very good. Here's what he had to say about the Seattle Seahawks offense. When you look at the tape and you really watch these guys, they, you know, these games are all close. You know, their record may not say that, but all of the games they've been in. So our guys aren't looking at it like, oh, look at their record. They're not who they've been, Seattle is still the same. They're going to play tough. They're going to be – they've been in – they'll be in the game. <laughs> no matter how the game looks, how the outcome looks, they always find a way to be in games and have an opportunity to – a chance to win the game, just like they did on Monday night. As bleak as the situation looked, you know, they still are able to generate a drive there when they need it. So, you know, we're, we're not, <laughs> you know, sort of – overlooking these guys or anything like that you know we know we have to this is going to be a tough match we got to play our best ball against these guys we expect to win that's there's so much there there's so much there you got to play your best ball nobody's taking this game lightly now this next part goes out to miss ashley MacArthur. okay I got to stand up for my boy adam here he says (laughs) it's ashley's first time listening live his wife Tell her to let me skip lunch with her mom so I can watch the Seahawks game tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Here's what I – okay, here we go. I'm going to be a little bit of a sports therapist right here, Adam. Uh, here's what I would say. All right, you got to do the lunch with the mom. But why not compromise and pick a place with TVs so that, man, you can get that one-on-one time and whatever, but you still get to watch the game. Compromise, man, right? Uh, so find a way or bump it up. 
before the game or after or lots of restroom breaks. You start the conversation off with, man, so great to spend time with you, but I'm having some bladder issues. I'm going to have to go to the bathroom six times. And you just keep that game on your phone and you just keep going back and forth. And uh, that, so hopefully that helps. <laughs> Ashley, come on, man. Let, let, let's make this happen. Let's find a place with TVs so he can watch that game. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, now, the strengths of the Seahawks offense, okay? Number one in turnovers. They don't turn the ball over. Only seven on the year. Like, they protect the ball, which is crazy because usually, and this is one of the keys to my game as well, turnovers are one of the most uh, predictive kind of metrics or stats that determine win-loss rate. Not for the Seattle Seahawks. They're first in drop passes. They only have nine. Debo has more than that by himself. Uh, 49ers have 18 drop passes. Second in interceptions, back to the turnovers. Fourth most broken tackles by their wide receivers. They have 25 just between their stud wideouts. That's it. Weaknesses? Oh, there are plenty. All right, here we go. I'm going to take a deep breath. Quick sip of coffee because we're going to be here a minute. All right, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. 32nd and third down percentage. 32nd and fourth down percentage. 31st and first downs. They can't convert. Period. They can't. They don't get in third. They don't get in fourth. There's no sustainable drives with this team. It's home run or bust. That's just who they are. 31st in yards. 31st in rushing tips. They can't run the ball, and that's their identity of their offense. Big, fat, strong, slobber knockers up front. That's what they want to do that aren't good in pass protection because they want to force running the ball. Well, when Chris Carson got hurt, it's over. They, can't, they had 34 yards rushing last week. 34 in a game that was decided by two points. They are a one-dimensional offense. They're a seven-on-seven -seven flag football team. Offensively, you don't win like that. You don't win like that. 30th in sacks. They've been sacked 35 times. 28th in yards before contact. They're not getting room. They're not getting push. 26 pass yards. 25th total points. 25th rushing yards. There's only 32 teams. They're just really bad. They're just really bad. Now, the players to look out for, and we know all their names. Um, it's Russ, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. If you want to throw their left tackle in there, that's cool with me. Dwayne Brown, he's a good player. Uh, Debbie is Ford playing. No, I don't believe he is going to be playing. Um, he still hasn't been activated off of IR and they would have done that at this moment right now. So, uh, Ford will not be playing his back. They talked about it today. I didn't cut the clip Debbie, but D Ford, like his back is good one day, bad the next day. And so it's just back and forth on kind of where they see that to be. Uh, but he is not playing. He's not playing. The good news I will say about this though, defensive in depth is not an issue currently. Nick Bosa and Samson coming off his best game. Samson had his best game last week. Then you got Charles Omenihu, who's only getting 15 snaps, playing very well. Then you got Arden Key playing a couple snaps, playing really well. Jordan Willis isn't really playing that much. He's that fifth guy that's kind of rotating in some as a power D end. We're fine at the defensive end position currently. It would be, <laughs> it would be nice um, to get D Ford out there, but uh, it, it, we're going to have to wait just a little while longer. Now, Kyle Shanahan was asked about the studs on the Seattle Seahawks offense. You know, Russell, DK, Metcalf, and Lockett. Here's what he talked about in defending these stud-wide receivers. I know it's a huge challenge. I mean, those are two really good receivers, and, you know, you just got to make sure, you know, 
it, it's not just those two versus each other. I mean, in most corners, if you just go out and it's one-on-one -on -one all day, I don't care what the receiver is, they should eventually get you. Um, so he's got to make sure that they compete, go hard against them. We have a good pass rush. We mix it up in coverage and uh, try to confuse the quarterback a little bit, not give him time when he has the good looks. And when he does have the good look, you got to make sure you come down with a few. So you, you've got to – they're going to get theirs. That's their whole offense. They're going to throw the ball a lot. The issue that you have to step in is stop some of those pass interference calls. You can't give it to them, okay? Make Seattle earn it. I'm going to talk about this here in a little while as well. Make Seattle earn it. It's important. Um, I see everybody talking about UTIs in the chat after that Ashley speech. Uh, yeah, cranberry juice, man. You got some issues to drink some cranberry juice. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, one of the best scenes in movie history in The Departed. I will not quote it. I don't want to lose subscribers now, but, man, I love that movie. <laughs> cranberry juice. <laughs> anyway, uh, now, real quick. Oh, we got some good bets. If you bet with us last week, last two weeks, oh, my gosh. We are crushing it. Guys, you know me. I'm not going to put my name on something that I don't endorse and or use or believe in. I've been using my bookie for, I think, four years now. Never had any issues whatsoever. Easy to get money in, easy to get money out. And the best thing about it is, as you guys know, if you use our promo code 49ERS, 49ers, they're going to double your initial deposit. So whatever you put in, they're going to add that on top of it. Now, they've been having crazy specials lately, and we've been hitting on all of them. We have done very, very well this year. We had a couple of rough weeks, but now we're doing well. So what I want you to do is head over there and just give it a shot. Now, you can start with something as small as 5 to 10 bucks. You can go all the way up to 1000 and they will double that as well. But if you're not betting with us, you're making a mistake. And they can bet on anything from casinos, blackjack, all that kind of stuff, to UFC, to politics, to college football, baseball, basketball. Whatever there is, you can bet on it there. And again, my favorite thing about them is if you have any questions and if you're new to the betting world, that's okay. Call their customer service. They have everything that's going to explain it to you and help you out to understand what rollovers are and how that works with these bonuses and all those things. There's no questions. So head over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers. Double your initial deposit. And again, bet anytime, anywhere with mybookie. All right. Couple bets of the week. Now, if you bet the Cyber Monday $100 free bet last week, which we hit... You get a $100 free play that has to be used this week in the NFL. So tomorrow's your last chance. If you haven't done that yet, go use it. It's a free bet. <laughs> you just click at the bottom free play, which you'll see is credited $100. If you don't use it tomorrow, it's gone. Um, now, what we put our $100 free bet on was a four-game teaser. We took the Cowboys, 49ers, Cardinals, Rams. Uh, Cowboys took care of business. And, and again, I re-bet. Everything on the NFC West. I'm betting the NFC West big this week. Uh, I'm, it's a 6.5 teaser, so all three teams need to win. 49ers plus 3.5 over Seattle. Cardinals minus 1 versus the Bears. Rams minus 6.5 versus the Jags. Bet 10 to win 13. And again, if you got that $100 free play, man, you just click $100 free play bet. And if that happens, you win $135. That's yours to do with. Whatever you want. Um, so that's there. I do have a lot more bets that I put up over on our Patreon channel, patreon.com. Type in 49ers Rush Podcast. We pull up or just type in 49ers. We'll be the first one to pull up. Um, I'll tell you this. I'll give you two of my favorite bets this week, okay? the four, I'm not betting the spread. I don't like the spread of three points. I don't like it. I am betting the 49ers to win between one and 13 points, the small victory one. It's better odds, and it's a divisional game. 
So if the 49ers do that, bet 10 to win $14. That's one of them. And my second favorite bet this week is Jimmy Garoppolo under 20.5 completions. Bet 5 to win 4.2. Um, the reason why I like that, Jimmy just hasn't been throwing the ball that much. And I think, again, we're playing against the team. That is 31st in rush attempts allowed. Guess how the 49ers have won all of their games recently? Running the damn ball. I don't expect that to stop. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo has only passed 20 completions once in the past seven games that he's played in. So I think that that continues. This is going to be a low-scoring game, and I don't see a lot of craziness taking on. Um, so here we go. Let's And again, if you want the other bets, head over there. Uh, we've quadrupled up back-to-back -back weeks. Um, we've made so much money in the past two weeks, we could miss every bet for the rest of the season and still make money on the, on the season. But I'm not I'm not done. We're going to make some more money, baby. Uh, now, let's get into the predictions, okay? Here we go. Let's get real. You throw all the records out. You've heard everybody else talk about it. This is all about exacting revenge over the last couple years of defeat. It's been a lot. And for somebody that's been here for that, listen to his words. This is DJ Jones, who's coming off, again, great season. Probably his best season by far. And listen to him. Listen to his words. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. Um, like that's, that's all I'm going to say. Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. We can't, can't sleep on Anybody on that team, uh, anybody in the NFL, uh, Russell could come out and play his best game of the season, but uh, we'll play ours, so we'll prepare. Oh, gosh, man. The, I love the confidence, but the real confidence. Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson. We ain't sleeping, but we coming out and doing our thing. Like, that's winning freaking mentality. DJ Jones has seen this crap for four straight years from him. It matters to him. This might be his last year in the 49ers franchise, right? He signed on a one-year deal. I didn't think we were going to get him back in free agency. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And so, it's time to end what the it's time to end this group. You could do the finishing move. Mortal Kombat finish him, right? <laughs> it's time to do a fatality. That's the mindset. Not, sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> Go get him. And we're going to see what the 12s are. Now, Kittle talks about this. Gosh, I freaking love George Kittle. So, but he's got to have such a good game tomorrow, guys. Listen to him talk about the fan base in Seattle. This is the last time, probably, this will be the case for a while. Um, I know for me, like, when you go to a stadium and it's, like, built up like that and the sound's just coming down on you the whole time and you can feel the passion of hatred from their fans, that's what football's supposed to be. Um, you know, we're not supposed to like each other, and you can definitely feel that from their fans, and I love that. I mean, that's, that's football. Uh, I mean, there, uh, New Orleans was pretty dang fun. Um, just, you know, like similar atmosphere. It's just loud, and they're on top of you. Um, but, yeah, no, I always love playing in Seattle, um, and it's always just, it's just a great football atmosphere. Ready to go. Ready to go. And so for the first time in a while, here we go, prediction time. I don't think turnovers are going to matter. I don't think they're going to affect the game that much. Not to say there won't be turnovers, whatever else. I don't think the turnovers determine who wins this game. I really, really don't. I think it's all about third downs and red zone touchdowns. That's it. Third downs, red zone TDs. That's going to determine the winner. And again, all year, Seattle has been the worst in third downs. They have been the worst in red zone touchdown percentage. 
The 49ers, uh, middle of the pack on third downs, the best of the past five years in red zone touchdowns. Can they do it without Debo? I think they can. I really think they can. A lot of it was because that handsome man you just heard from, not me. I know, I know. Thanks, guys. Uh, but George Kittle, <laughs> because of George Kittle, he is going to tear it up. And so, again, field goals will be a cuss word tomorrow. I don't want to see Sedlin for field goals. Go for the damn touchdowns. Now, offensively, I want it to be the Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, Brennan Ayuk show. There's no Debo to rely on, whether in the passing game, the screen game, the running game, whatever. I, I, it's time to move on. Now, we saw Brandon Ayuk last year. I Like, how was he last year? And you know, we had the doghouse time period, which was total BS, whatever. It took him a while to catch up. Listen to Kyle, Kyle Shannon was asked this. Is Brandon Ayuk better now than he was last year whenever he was putting up those crazy numbers? Yeah, I don't even think it's close. He's a much better player right now. Um, he's better in the run game, better in the pass game, um, more, much more consistent. Um, and his, I think he's getting better each week, going on about four or five weeks in a row. It doesn't necessarily show up in the stats. You know, he had the big numbers last year. Yeah, stats, I mean, I don't even, yeah, that's, stats are some of the most, I mean, they sometimes can tell you the answers, but um, by no means do they tell you all the answer. You know, I've been, you know, there's times I don't want to give stats that I know because it would be an insult to some people, um, but there's plenty of times stats will fool you, um, especially with guys, stats are dependent on other people a lot, and, um, but he's playing at a much, uh, I think we got a lot more confidence in him now than we did last year. That's, that says a lot, guys. I mean, they had so much faith in them last year, but I want those three guys to ball out. I want Kittle, Mitchell, Ayuk. That's the, that's the game plan. That's enough. You got three studs on offense. Keep it with your studs. And I think Jermichael Hasty come back helps so much because now you can load up on Elijah Mitchell on first and second downs just fine, knowing that if for some reason, injury or whatever, it's football, you can put in Jeff Wilson on first and second down. You still got Hasty on third down. Two guys that Kyle Shanahan has proven he's trusted in those situations this year, and you don't have to alter your game plan. You get to those games where the 49ers like, were just like, what the hell are we doing? It's because he didn't have a running back he could trust. He trusts these two guys. And so I think we're going to be just fine there. Um, now, I think Mitchell gets 21 or more touches, which is a lot. I think Ayuk gets well over 70 yards receiving, but I don't want us to throw in the ball that much. And I see Kittle getting eight targets. That's the that's the game plan. Mitchell, Ayuk, Kittle. Boom. Right? The law firm. <laughs> the law practice of Mitchell, Ayuk, and Kittle. <laughs> we get defenders justice. <laughs> like that, that's I feel like that's like an always Sunday in Philadelphia show uh, commercial. But with like that's what it should be. Now defensively. Make Seattle earn everything. Give them nothing for free. They're not a healthy enough offense to sustain drives. The 49ers have been very, very guilty versus the Colts, uh, versus the Packers, of gifting opposing offenses free points. Pass interferences, missed tackles, penalties. Like, you can't do that. Okay? Knock that crap out. Limit the mistakes and make Seattle earn it. They're not an earn it team. If it's just these two teams play 10 times right now with their current rosters, the 49ers probably win eight out of two. Like, that's how I see it. So, force them to earn it. 
earned this. <laughs> uh, we're staying with the movie quotes today, right? Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Earn this? Like, <laughs> um, That's where it's at. So don't let them off the hook. Keep it on them. I don't really even care about sacks or tackle for losses, if I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, those are great. Not what determines this game. Third and 15, how many times have we seen freaking Russell Wilson scramble for it? Third and 15, they throw for a first down because of pass interference because of Josh Norman. That's the crap we got to get out. No missed tackles, no penalties for first downs, pass interference. They're going to happen, but you got to limit those. So what do I think is going to happen to this game? I think the 49ers jump out early in the second and third quarters. That's kind of been their thing. Then Russ tries to be superhero Russ in the fourth quarter and bring him back. But let's be honest. It's the ghost of Russell Wilson. It's not Russell Wilson that we're seeing right now. He's not playing with a lot of confidence. His own line has no confidence. There's no run game. They are struggling. But it's going to be a close game because it's a division game. And we're on the road. 49ers are favored by three. I think we covered, but I'm not betting that. Again, I put the, you know, on the small win, one to 13 points. I had the 49ers win in 24 to 20. And getting out of there with a four-game win streak. There's going to be some dirty parts in there, guys. It just is. When these two teams, they're like brothers. <laughs> it, it gets bad whenever they come home for the holidays. It, there's going to be fighting. It's what it is. But the 49ers are the better team. And they have the opportunity to put that final nail in the coffin on the Seattle team and just bury them. And I think that's what they need to do. Let's go, Niners, baby. I'm so pumped. Be with us tomorrow. Right after the show, we're going to be giving away that... Um, Vernon Davis autographed jersey tomorrow right after the show. Turn that notification bell on, baby. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for everything. And enjoy that game tomorrow. It's going to be a blast. And we'll be here right afterwards. Stay strong, faithful. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.